Welcome to the PreparedX podcast, your complete source for crisis, emergency, business continuity and security preparedness interviews, news, and much more. Now, your host, he creates chaos for a living, Rob Burton. Hello, and welcome to episode 108 of the PreparedX podcast. I'm your host, Rob Burton. And just before we get started today, I want to let you know that this episode is brought to you by First Look. First Look is a customized crisis simulation exercise service by PreparedX. We design it, you deliver it. See more details at preparedx.com slash or forward slash first look. Okay, on to episode 108, uh, Workplace Emergency Drills. Um, When was the last time that you and your business, um, your organization that uh, you work for, um, conducted an emergency drill? Whether it's a uh, fire drill or whether it's uh, some other kind of drill based on the risk that you may have in your environment. Um, It's important that we uh, do these and uh, it's important we consider um, running these on a a regular basis to ensure that uh, we're ready for an unfortunate uh, situation that may um, impact us. And so um, designing your drills and coming up with uh, different types of drills, again, based on risk. Um, What is the risk in your environment? Um, Your emergency action plan uh, that you may have or you should have um, within uh, your facility, within your building, uh, within your warehouse, within your operation, depending on uh, what you do, should identify um, a series of risks that um, have been looked at um, as it relates to um, uh, the risk assessment that should have been conducted. So that's important. It's important we do it based on risk and we, we just don't run drills <clears throat> for the sake of running them. <clears throat> I'll be talking about a couple of different drills today. Um, if I can get rid of my cough, excuse me. <clears throat> um, and um and the importance of them. So obviously an emergency drill, um, you know, can, comes in all different shapes and sizes. It's important um, that we understand, you know, what we're trying to accomplish. Um, it tests the response of employees, obviously facilitates uh, facilities and systems um, during a, a, you know, simulated emergency situation. Um, could be um, a fire drill. Um, those should be conducted. Certainly we're in a post COVID period now where we've got a hybrid workforce. Um, um, some some folks have stayed home fully. You know, you've got some folks back in the office and some organizations have gone back to the office in full capacity. So what's changed in, in the last two years while, um, you know, the workforce has been at home? It's good to get those fire drills back up and running again um, uh, post-COVID. Um, again, just to get those, um, you know, those skills, um, you know, removing people from, you know, different floors around the building, out of the building in a safe manner and practicing that on a regular basis. Really important. Of course, we've got active shooter drills as well. Uh, we've got earthquake drills. Uh, what other types of drills, um, you know, uh, are you running or are you considering uh, running? Uh, you know, again, based based on your environment, based on your risk. Another one may be an evacuation um, drill. 
uh, where you're moving people out of um, a particular area within a facility. You may have a, a larger operation that uh, has a lot of uh, land where you've got uh, uh, construction workers, you've got operational workers, uh, you've got different types of workforce groups uh, within an area where you may have to uh, practice moving them out of that area based on a simulated hurricane, a simulated flooding, wildfires, bomb threats, hazardous materials. Uh, think about explosions. Uh, think about fires uh, within those types of environments. So, so there's lots you can do. There's lots you can consider. Again, you know, based on that uh, that risk assessment. I'll just touch on uh, the fire drill for for a second here. Uh, according to the National Fire Protection Association, uh, uh, local fire departments responded to over a million, as uh, almost one point four million fires in twenty twenty one. Um, these uh, fires uh, caused 3,800 civilian deaths, 14,700 injuries, and almost 16 billion in property damage. So, um, you know, gr great data there. And there's more data as well uh, on the National Fire Protection Association, NFPA's website, if you want to check out uh, their website. They talk about drills on there as well. And uh, certainly as I was doing my research here, I, I looked at what they were talking about in terms of the fire drills uh, that uh, your business should be uh, considering. So take a look at what uh, they've got going on, on on their site and some of the direction that they give. Um, the, the, some of the some of the points I make here uh, when conducting um, the fire drills, I, I follow you know the following five steps when um, we we help some of our customers out with with fire drills, and then we often expand on that as well. We might move into a business continuity um, issue or challenge or tabletop exercise, you know, based on the uh, the drill. So, of course, you want to create a schedule initially for those fire drills. So how often are we going to be conducting them? You know, you, you, what you don't want to do is do them, you know, every month on the first Wednesday of the month because people get used to that cadence. And, of course, the fire probably won't come on that Wednesday. And so we might not be used to it. So try and, uh, uh, try and change up the schedule as best you can. Of course, you don't want to interrupt operations uh, too much, but it's that balance between making them uh, as realistic as possible and not creating a false sense of security which you will do if you have them on the same day every month or the same day every quarter or however however often you choose to do them <laughs> Um, I remember in um, in Long Beach, in California, we uh, used to leave the building because of earthquakes. Uh, we used to leave the building um, or earthquake drills, and uh, we used to leave the building for fires. Uh, that was the main one. Um, and those fires, uh, fire drills that we used to conduct were, again, you know, the same day um, every month uh, at the same time. I think it was like noon at lunchtime. Everybody would leave the building. Um, so again, everybody was used to it um, in terms of, uh, you know, that uh, false sense of security. So try not to do that. The second one is uh, have have a plan, right? So you have a fire drill plan, create a plan uh, to make sure that you, uh, you know, um, you know what you're doing, right? So we, we just don't want to uh, do the fire drill and, and let, let it be a little bit chaotic, which it would be if you don't have a plan. So review your emergency action plan, see, see what that states in there. Uh, but uh, you know, you, you you fire. Oh, so your fire drill plan is really important. Um, if you have fire wardens on each floor uh, or in each of those areas, their roles should be practiced during the drill, right? So if you've got a you know a building with five, for three or four floors of of employees, you want to have a fire warden who clears those uh, floors um, on on their way out of the building, which is a typical task for a fire warden when they're leaving the building. 
where do evacuees go afterwards? So, you know, in your in your fire drill plan, you know, where are they going to? Do you have preset locations that are identified within your EAP? You know, do they go, um, where do they go outside of the building? What's the safe area that they go to? So again, you know, that's part of what you want to practice and, and design into your fire drill plan before, you know, activating and actually going through, um, you know, the, your drills. So again, put that little plan together, make sure he understands what they're doing. You know, are you are you evacuating just one portion of the building? So that's that's something that you could practice as well. If you've got a multi-tenant building uh, and your employees uh, and your staff are only on two floors, then of course you need to coordinate with the building that uh, you're going to be practicing uh, the drill for your two floors. Um, so again, the coordination is key, certainly uh, where, you, where you've got a facility or a building, a location that, that is shared. Step three, consider varying scenarios. So I like this one. Um, so you don't keep the same scenario each time. So within the fire drills. So again, uh, you know, you may create that false sense of, of reality if everyone leaves the same way every time uh, through the same fire exit. Um, what about blocking an exit? What about having a f simulated fire in the area of a fire exit where uh, most people are used to leaving? So where's the second option? Where's the second door that we can leave the building via? So again, making people are making the employees think on their feet in terms of what they may um, um, may be experiencing is really important. So I remember doing one a number of years ago where we had somebody stood in the stairwell, <clears throat> one of the uh, stairwells. Uh, with a sign saying smoke uh, coming up the stairwell uh, and you know you can't go down the stairwell and use that fire exit so you know um, folks then were like well okay where's my second exit because they'd not looked for one and they'd not thought about where uh, where to go so th again you know getting to you know getting the employees to think on their feet um, is, is really important and that's easy to do uh, when you consider those varying scenarios so Again, think about your facility, think about your building, think about uh, the different types of scenarios you want to run. Don't make them too complicated, especially if you, you're doing this for the first time post-COVID or you, you're doing this for the first time afterwards, um, uh, you know, after this period of, of not conducting them. So just think about that um, uh, when you're doing them. Think about your your accountability process as well. So, okay, we, we've got, you know, 100 people that have left the building. How do we, you know, account for those? You know, do we have a tool uh, to account for them, a, a, a crisis management, a critical communication app? Do we have another way to account for them? Is it a paper uh, process? And, and how do we do that through the different uh, management groups, different floor wardens? How is that done uh, in, in terms of that? And how is that communication? and where does that communication go to once you've conducted your, your exercise? Uh, one thing I'll also say, uh, you know, step number four here, take a safety first approach. Of course, you know, when we practice um, these types of drills, um, fire drill that we're talking about now, it, you know, we want to get people out of the building safely. We, you know, people are going to be walking. Um, you know, you may have uh, people um, who, you know, you may have pregnant, um, you know, women. You may have uh, folks that uh, have got different disabilities. You know, so you're going to consider those, um, you know, um, th those individuals as well. So again, we want to make sure that people are moving safely out of the building. Of course, no running. You know, we don't want anybody to fall and, and break any bones here. You know, we want to get outside of the building to make sure that um, you know we've practiced. A, a, in that in that manner and so i uh, take that safety first approach and build that into uh, into your drills 
And then finally, document and improve. Of course, it's like anything else that we do. We want to make sure that we're documenting uh, what happened and any of the gaps that we've found with regards to uh, the fire drill uh, that we've conducted. And then improve, update the plan as we need to, the emergency uh, action plan as a result of the fire drills that you're conducting. Okay. And uh, again, yeah, that's really important that, uh, you know, we're, we're constantly trying to improve. Otherwise, why would be why would we be doing them in the first place so improve the plan by updating it based on the findings uh, you can ensure that those updates uh, work during your next fire drill right so if you have made a change to the plan to the procedures to the way we leave the building to accountability to whatever it might be whatever it might be in the fire drill um, you can make sure that during the next uh, fire drill that those changes actually do work <clears throat> So that's it for the fire drill. I'll just touch on the active shooter drill quite quickly. Uh, and uh, we've got a blog if you want to read a blog um, that uh, was posted a couple of weeks ago now. Um, I'll share this uh, the link to the blog in this uh, post here. So the FBI, uh, as it relates to sh um, sh active shooter drills, um, of course, collect a lot of data with, with regards to this. And in 2001, uh, they designated 61 shootings um, as active shooter incidents, uh, which is a 52% increase from the previous year. Uh, there's another source as well called Gun Violence Archive, uh, which is um, doing the doing the rounds on, on uh, or certainly on LinkedIn, and, and folks reference it quite often. And that states that there were 611 mass shootings of course there's a different definition to the fbi there but uh, you can see um why uh, these types of drills are, are important um to uh, you know many organizations and of course um they, they're very uh, popular with uh, with schools for obvious reasons so um, thinking about the, the three steps uh, for this one um, that, we, that we've put together here, we've done a number of uh, these types of drills. We do a lot of tabletop exercises with management, uh, and we talk about these drills often, and some organizations uh, do them, and they take that next step to uh, considering how, how they're going to move the workforce out uh, and what type of training they're going to provide to them. So one of the big steps is before you do your drill is, has everyone been trained? Um, you know, is it run, hide, fight? Is it one of the other uh protocols that's, there's many protocols out there different types of methodologies for active shooter training so that should have already been conducted or should have already built into your active shooter planning uh run hide fight is was one of the more, more common ones that uh, we see out there so uh again you know take a look at uh take a look at that and if you've not got any training then uh, certainly consider your training before you do <clears throat> your drills for, for obvious reasons um, so the first step one then is, again, create that plan, right? So we want to make sure we've got a clear plan for conducting the drill. And, you know, start off very slow with these active shooter drills, obviously moving. You may want to move just one section of the building out. So you may have a warehouse and say, okay, we're going to start off with the office space where we've got, you know, 15, 16, 20, whatever it might be, employees. And we're just going to start off there. And then we're going to build into the warehouse. Next will be a certain area of the warehouse and you just do one area at a time to make sure that you can kind of build up to a larger you know facility wide it might be once a year that you do those drills but uh, again it's uh, you know it's that's the old crawl um walk run um analogy so create that plan <clears throat> a big part of the plan is communications 
How are we going to communicate with everyone during the drill uh, to make sure that everyone understands that it's a drill? Of course, we want to lead up to that. We want to let everybody know that there will be a drill coming up next week on what day uh, and make sure that everybody uh, understands that because these can go wrong really quick um, if you don't get them right and communication um, is, is really cr- critical to your um, to your drills. So again, the drill itself, of course, you know, we make sure that we, you know, we move out of the building in a slow uh, fashion. So again, that safety uh, first approach to make sure that, uh, you know, everyone understands where to go to, you know, where are they going? What kind of scenario is it? So think about your scenario. Um, uh, You know, is it uh, a scenario where we are leaving the building or is it a scenario where we are sheltering in place? Um, You know, are we giving the run, hide, fight methodology? And we're talking to um, the folks in that particular area giving them a scenario and make it and having them make that decision based on that scenario so there's lots that you can do here uh, with the actual drill but again try and start off keep it uh, um, you know simple initially and then again build build up to your more complex uh, drills later on really important that you you know conduct these and uh, you consider you know your environment um, your personnel um, your communications um, before you um put pen to paper and actually run these drills. And then again, the third one here is update the active shooter plan slash EAP, whatever you may have procedures um, as it relates to um, active shooter. Uh, and again, any gaps found during the drills that you conducted um, a part of that continuous improvement cycle. So make, make sure that you do that um, as uh, step three there. <laughs> Well, that's it, really. Um, I've got some more information uh, in the blog, as I mentioned. I'd like to thank uh, Eric Vento, Scott Hemingway, and David Carlson for support uh, uh, with the blog that uh, we created, uh, again, a couple of weeks ago now. So uh, I'll, I'll add the uh, the link in the show notes here to uh, that blog so you can read through that blog if you want more information. Um, so that's it for today. Uh, thank you. And uh, wraps up 108 of the podcast series. I encourage you to rate us wherever you're listening on iTunes or the other outlets. Um, please let us know. Um, if you like our podcasts, if you want different subjects, different topics, let us know. And uh, we'd be happy um, to uh, to do those. Until next time, have a safe and productive day. Thank you. <laughs>